You're listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun together. Have you ever set a boundary and then felt incredibly guilty, shameful, or mean afterwards? Like you had done something wrong and that you immediately needed to apologize? Or somehow you knew that the boundary was right, but the shame and guilt that is eating you up afterwards is making you feel like you wished you never set the boundary in the first place? Well, these type of feelings are very commonplace for recovering people pleasers and doormats. We're not used to setting boundaries. That's why we're people pleasers and doormats. And there's a reason for that. Most of the time it's because people pleasing and doormathood is synonymous with unworthiness. Our level of willingness to set a boundary is reciprocally proportional to our level of worthiness. And as we are healing our self-worth and loving ourselves more, and we begin to evolve into a higher state of ourselves, we're going to find it necessary to set boundaries. And sometimes those boundaries are not going to be received well, but also they may not be received well from ourself because we're not used to it. We are used to the old habit of trying to make everybody around us happy. And oftentimes, setting a boundary with somebody is going to upset a person. There's tons of people out in the world, healthy people, that we set a boundary with and they say, okay, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry, my bad. And I'm so grateful for those people in the world. They really help to balance things out. But sometimes we have people in our lives that we set a boundary with them and they kick and scream and fight and they call us names, they tell us we're mean they, they try to turn it around on us. They gaslight us. They'll do anything possible to get us to stop setting this boundary with them because our boundary is upsetting their status quo. They're used to manipulating. They're used to guilting people. They're used to getting their way through passive means, passive aggressive means, or aggressive means. And when we put a halt to that, they're going to fight it. They're not going to like it. And they're going to remember in their psyche that if they push a little harder, guilt you a little bit more, or make you feel badly for this boundary that you're set, that you will probably back down. Now, when we first really start setting and maintaining healthy boundaries, they're going to feel a little tricky because we're certainly not used to it. This is not our standard method of operation. This is completely different than anything we've ever done before. And sometimes our boundaries might come out a little louder than we want them to, or we have to wait until we get mad before we say it, or we might be a little bit more aggressive, or sometimes we might just barely whisper a boundary and then run out of the room. I mean, it's not going to look perfect from the start because you're trying something new. Think about learning to play tennis or learning to ride a bike or anything that you do that is new to you. It's going to take a minute to get good at it. You're going to stumble a little bit. But the key is that you show up for it, that you continue to try to set those healthy boundaries no matter what. Now, boundaries is kind of like the chicken and the egg thing. We typically don't set boundaries 
if we have low self-worth because we are afraid for many reasons. And I'll dive into that in a minute. But also, if we don't set boundaries, we're going to perpetuate our self-worth. However, when we have pretty good self-worth, we're more willing to set boundaries. So what comes first? Do we set boundaries first so that we can build our self-worth? Or do we need to build our self-worth first in order to set boundaries? Well, the easier way is to build our self-worth first. Because once we start giving ourselves love and we're treating ourselves the way that we want to be treated out in the world, it's easier to recognize when other people are not treating us that way. It stands out like a sore thumb because we're not treating ourselves badly. When we treat ourselves badly and then somebody else treats us badly, it doesn't really stand out to us. But once we start to heal our self-worth, then when somebody else treats us badly, it's kind of like someone's poking you with a a sharp stick. You can feel it. You're like, ugh, that feels completely different. However, this does not mean that even with a low self-worth that you can't begin to set boundaries. If you can, please do. Many people do this. I see this in movies and things all the time where someone's being bullied and bullied and bullied and bullied and they just roar And they set this massive boundary with this person and the person's like, what the heck is that? And they back down. So it is possible to set a boundary. So I'm not going to say that you need to build your self-worth first. I'm saying it helps, but it is also commonplace and normal to be able to set a boundary prior to building your self-worth. How about if you just look at it as something that's cohesive and then it works together? Building your self-worth as you are learning to set boundaries. Do them both together. Don't wait for one until the other. So now jumping to the point of this podcast episode, it's really about feeling mean after setting a boundary. What do we do with that? Well, let's talk about what that means first. Why is that happening inside of us? One of the first things is that we feel like we're going to lose that person. We're worried that they're going to leave our lives or they're going to stop loving us. Well, here's what I know for sure. If this person really, truly loves you and they value you in their life, your boundary is not going to send them packing. It's just not. Now, if you have somebody that has you in in their lives just to get from you, that you've been feeding their ego, you've been giving them all your time, you're waiting on them hand and foot, whatever it might be, and they've just been takers, getting from you, then yeah, your boundary might elicit them leaving your life. If that's the case, sayonara. You don't need them. We don't need people like this around that around us. I know that's hard to hear. I know that upsets people like, well, I don't like people to leave. Neither do I. There's so many people in my life that I would love to still have in my life because I enjoyed them so much. But when I set a boundary, a healthy, rooted, and worth boundary like that is not okay. And these were things that nobody would argue with, that I was out of line setting these boundaries and those people left. It shocked me at first. It did. But in hindsight, when I looked back on it, I realized they were never really true to me. They were just kind of in my life to get something from me. And when I shined light on their unhealthy behaviors, they left because they didn't want someone shining light on them. So number one, keep in mind that people that truly love you that honor you and want to be in in your life, they may not even know they're doing something crappy to you. A lot of times people that have manipulated us all throughout our lives, they're really 
not even conscious to it. If they were conscious to it, they'd probably be a narcissist. And that might be the case too. Or a psychopath, someone who doesn't even really care. All right? However, people that truly love you aren't going to want to leave because something deep down inside of them is going to go, mm, yeah, I, I kind of deserve that. Or mm, that was right. Even if they fought you initially, even if they didn't like that boundary initially, there's something inside of them, their love is going to speak to them and truth is going to come out of their spirit and they're going to realize that, yeah, it really was their bad and they will start to back down from that. The second reason for why we feel mean for setting boundaries is because we feel like we did something wrong because boundaries aren't usually met with a big smile from people. They can be. We do have healthy people in our life that go, yeah, my bad, I'm sorry right? There's healthy people in our lives. And however, we feel bad and shameful because we think there's something wrong with us. And that is the shame portion of it. Shame, guilt means I did something bad, usually indicates us feeling that we did something bad, where shame is I am something bad or there is something wrong with me. But I'm here to tell you that anytime you set a healthy limit with somebody, that is something really good with you. That's you stepping into your full spirit and ownership of who you are and what you're worth. And there are two types of guilt. There's healthy guilt and there's unhealthy guilt. Healthy guilt is when we do something and someone says, hey, that's crappy of you, and we feel guilty about it. We're like, yeah, that was kind of crappy of me. And we go make amends and we do what it takes to set things straight and right and back on course with that person or whoever it is that we offended. Unhealthy guilt is when we just walk around feeling guilty for any single time that we stand up for ourselves or we set a limit with somebody. That was me. I'm, I called myself the great self-guilter. I mean, I'd guilt myself over freaking everything. I always felt bad. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't say this. I blah, blah, blah. It went on and on. And still to this day, because I am a recovering people pleaser and doormat, at times I need to really sit down with myself and question, was that wrong of me? Do I need to feel bad for that? And if the boundary or limit that I set with somebody or the words that I used with somebody was rooted in love of self for me or protection of somebody around me, then I knew it wasn't wrong. And I intellectually, in my mind, needed to tell myself that it was okay. I needed to give myself permission and to understand that anything rooted in love, love of self or love of someone else is not wrong. Now, I'm not saying things like you go murder somebody because that's rooted in love. That is not at all what I'm saying. And let's say you needed to stand up to a neighbor because their child was bullying your child and you had to set a boundary and say, hey, I can't come over to my, or Junior can only come to my house so that I can keep an eye on them because when Junior, when my child goes to your house, Junior tends to bully my child. Action of your child. Do you see what I'm saying? This doesn't mean we get free license to wreak havoc all over the planet because, and calling it because of love, all right? That's not what I'm saying. I know you guys know that. But I have to disclaim that because this podcast goes out into the world. So healthy guilt helps us to recognize when we've done something wrong. Un unhealthy guilt is when we just think we're just not allowed to stand up for ourselves or to ever give any pushback in life. 
So it's super important after you set a boundary, if you're starting to feel mean or like you did something wrong, ask yourself, did I do this rooted in love? Am I taking care of myself or someone that I love? Is this a healthy boundary? Did I set it with clear words and intentions? Now, we don't have to yell and scream and kick and throw things and cause a scene when we're setting a boundary, although it might look like that in the beginning. But whenever I've done that, where I've set a boundary and it was out of um, anger or being overly frustrated, I always felt bad later for the way I set the boundary. Not that I actually set one, but for the way that I initiated that boundary. And I have been known to go back. I distinctly remember doing this with my children when they were younger, going back and saying, okay, I mentioned to you that way. That was not necessary. You did not deserve for my voice to be raised, blah, blah, blah. However, I'm still going to stand in what I was saying to you, that this is the new rule or this is the boundary or this is the limit or this is what's expected of you. You see what I'm saying? So we can set healthy boundaries and we might not do it really pretty sometimes, and that's okay. The point is, is to not back down on the boundary if you didn't use your words correctly, but to apologize, maybe make amends for that portion of it, but to still hold that line. And the third reason why we could be feeling mean for setting a boundary is that it's not normal for us. This is a new gig. This is an entirely new situation that we are not used to. It is going to feel icky at first because remember, we are the people pleasers in the doormats. We want to make everybody else happy above ourselves. So when we choose to do something for ourselves, it is not going to feel right. It is not yet a healthy habit. It is not yet a healthy method of operating. So it's going to feel unusual at first. But here's what I want you to know, that anytime we're uncomfortable inside like that, we are growing. Look at it in a positive, healthy way. Wow, I'm super uncomfortable with this boundary setting. This feels really weird and wonky to me. I don't really like this. Sit with yourself and say, wow, that must mean that I'm growing. This is such a good thing. And give yourself a big hug. I know you guys might think that's cheesy, but it really works. Give yourself a pat on the back. Hold yourself. Tell yourself you got you and that you did an amazing job setting that boundary. And I promise you, after we start to set boundaries, they get easier. Now, I don't want to say that they get easier in the respect that we like doing it. I don't really ever like setting boundaries, to be honest with you. And I've been at this work for a long time. I don't like that. However, the process through which I come to the realization that I need a boundary and the time in which I will implement that boundary is much faster than it was in the past. Sometimes it would take the person doing something 50 times before I would speak up. Now, then it came down to like maybe 10 times and then it was, you know, three times and now it's like one time like, "Mm -mm, not okay. You don't get to do that with me. You see what I'm saying? They do get easier. They do become your new normal. But I don't know about you. A lot of times we don't like confrontation. So doing something that feels confrontational is going to feel yucky. Be willing to push past that. Have the courage. Love yourself enough that you are going to set that boundary no matter what. If you need to wait a minute before you do it, if you need a little bit of time, give yourself permission to revisit the conversation or the situation later. 
You don't need to do it in that moment. And if you don't do it in that moment, that doesn't mean the opportunity is lost. Yes, it is super effective to do it in that moment. It's kind of like, you guys might laugh, but training a dog. If a dog is digging, or let's say that he loves to get into my trash can. I don't know what he's getting in there. My office trash can, so there's not food in there. But he loves to get in there and pull things out like tissue. And if I go back after the fact, that's going to be ineffective. But if I do it in the moment and, you know, clap my hands and say no, then he knows that his nose in my trash can is unacceptable. Now, fortunately for us, we are dealing with human beings that have speech and can listen and have cognitive abilities and understand. So we can go back after the fact and say, hey, you know, you did that yesterday or last night or couple days ago and I've been thinking about it and that's not cool for me and here's what I have to say about that. You can go back to it. So wrapping this up, what I like to do if I'm starting, if I'm feeling mean after setting a boundary or like I did something wrong or there's something wrong with me or I'm bad for setting a boundary is I break it down and I ask myself these questions. Was that person disrespecting me or being rude to me? Was that person trying to impose their will on me or trying to control me? Was that person hurting me or hurting someone I love? Or were they attacking or discounting my core values? If the answer is yes to any of those questions, then I know a boundary was necessary. And I do my best to not let myself feel bad afterwards. Also, if you feel like you need to run it past somebody else, get a a third party's opinion, run it past somebody, someone that you trust, someone that has wisdom, somebody that's well versed in boundaries, someone who understands your situation or knows the person that you're dealing with. Explain what happened, what you said, the boundary you set, and ask them their opinion. Now, when you start getting positive feedback to yourself by asking yourself, those questions that I just mentioned, breaking it down, was this necessary? And you start getting positive feedback from the people that you are asking. Be willing to let that sink in. Just sit with it. I did nothing wrong. I set a boundary. Yes, I am standing up for myself. Yes, I matter in this life. Yes, I need to be my own advocate or the advocate of someone I love who is weaker than me and can't stand up for themselves. Yes, I am willing to stand up for myself now. Yes, I am going to take care of me and make myself a priority. Talk to yourself, walk yourself through it, and then let it go and let God handle the rest. Now, oftentimes with people who really love us, they're not going to keep pushing that same boundary over and over again unless they are somebody who has very selfish tendencies or narcissistic tendencies, they may tend to push and push and push because they are used to controlling you. And it is going to be your job to resetting the boundary over and over again. I was recently asked that question, well, what do you do if your person doesn't heed your boundary? And I said, you set it again. Well, what if they do if they, if they do it again? I said, you keep setting that boundary until they start heeding it. Or you can also set even bigger boundaries. If they keep pushing into that, you add to your boundary. And you add to that boundary. And you keep making the stakes higher. You make the consequences more, I don't want to say painful as in it's going to hurt them, but 
more feelable, like more intense. So they're like, oh man, I better stop. I remember this is a small example, but if one of my children was doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing, and I let's say I took away a toy or something they liked for an hour, and I said, okay, I'm taking this away because you're mouthing me. And they kept going. I said, it's going to be another hour. I'm going to make it two. And they kept going. And then I said, all right, if you keep going, it's going to be three. And then they kind of look at me with their eyes wide and they just can't help themselves and they do it again. And I said, all right, you want to work on four? And they make a big huff and puff at me and they walk away. Well, once the stakes got high enough, they knew they better stop because whatever they were fighting for in the moment was probably going to be worth an hour. They didn't care if they were going to lose their beloved thing for an hour. But what, two hours was even okay, three, but four? And they were like, oh man, I better shut up. You see what I'm saying? By making the stakes higher if your person is not heeding your boundary, that often will get them to stop pushing if they're over pushers. All right, you guys, I hope you got a lot from this episode. I love delivering this content to you. It is my joy and pleasure and honor to help other people rise out of their disempowered patterns and behaviors, truly stepping into their worthiness as a human being on this planet so that you can experience and enjoy life to its fullest, so that you can have happy days rather than sad days and depressed days and feeling like the world is out to get you. You can reclaim your personal power and that's what I'm all about here at the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. And if you're someone that finds that you keep losing yourselves in relationships, I made an excellent training for you. It's called How to Love Him Without Losing You. And you can find it at kristinbrown.org forward slash losing self. This is excellent training. And it's something that if you are a person that loses yourself, then you're going to want to know this information. All right, you guys, sending you much love and I'll see you next time.